Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. Alright, welcome to a new year in the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Welcoming in 2019, baby! Hey, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Nashville Fit Mag. Thank you for making this podcast an award-winning podcast. And thank you, Nashville, for all the votes uh, that said the Barbell Voodoo podcast should be number one. Also appreciate all you fine folk that went out there and voted for me on my blog for fitby40.blog. Both of us winning number one in the Nashville Fit Mag. So thank you for making... Uh, this podcast and my blog, number one in your book. I really appreciate that. And welcome back to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast 2019 edition. All right, we are back in action. And thanks for listening so much. Check out barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. Check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label for all your individual needs. Anything you need printed? With your logo, with your box, with your gym, whatever you need. We're here to serve you and be a part of whatever you got going on. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. So welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is episode 59. 59, right before 60. New episode, new year. It's going to be awesome. Uh, on today's episode is Will Morad. And so I, he is a CrossFit athlete. I know you guys have heard of him. Um, he's also a trainer and currently programming at the newly awarded, for two years in a row, best CrossFit box in Nashville, CrossFit Trivium. Um, and, you know, now he's making this the rounds. Now he's on the best podcast in nashville <laughs> both awarded by nashville fit magazine and the guy who gets to interview him is the number one blogger in nashville from nashville <laughs> fit magazine fit by 40 you're welcome uh but anyways that was a whole lot of shameless plugs for myself welcome will i'm glad no, you're here thanks for having me man that uh <laughs> the 59th episode Rings pretty true to me because I just did a qualifier for the Mid Atlantic CrossFit Championships, yeah. and my goal was six hundred reps, and I got five hundred ninety nine reps. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I did no rep myself early on in the workout, so oh, honesty and integrity right there. But yeah. I missed my goal by one rep. So there you go. <laughs> Dang. So fifty nine is fitting. Yeah. I do. You struggle when that happens. What missing like, like missing goal your by goal one. by by one rep or uh, we can get to that. I got a really good story about missing my goal by right. like a couple tenths of a second. But. We'll we'll get to that then because yeah, yeah. that that's that's stuff that haunts my dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could have been a contender. No, um, so I'd love I, I've been around you a little bit over the last little bit since since you kind of transitioned and 
um, you know, don't call to come back, but, but are, uh, <laughs> have shown yeah. up at Trivium and, um, I've enjoyed watching you. We don't, we don't hang out like we're not buddies, but I observe people, you know, I just, I, I kind of like to get to know people from who, who they are when no one's watching. Yeah. Um, and you're a stand up dude, you know, I, I've enjoyed, uh, kind of seeing how you interact with people and how you train people. And, um, I, I really appreciate your, your character and kind of, kind of who you are. Um, but you know, how, how in the world do you get from, um, birth, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> How's that happen? How's that happen? I gotta well, call my mom. I heard, I heard a rumor. Phone yeah. A can we phone, can we phone her? <laughs> That'd be great. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you're an elite athlete and, and then you're training and coaching, but, but how, how in the world did you get to that place? Did, did you just like wake up one day and like, I assume it's like Rich Froning, you know, he was just like, I think I can do that. And then like go and start winning basically. Is that, I mean, that's his story, yeah. but this is your story. So how, how did it happen to you? Yeah. So, um, sports have been a huge part of my life from the get go. Um, yeah. we always were playing soccer, basketball, football, just running around as kids. Um, so fast forward. Uh, so did played. you play like whatever was in season? Did you play it? No, no, no. I, oh. like, I'd say I specialized in soccer. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what got me through college and uh-huh. beyond. But me and my buddies would change every sport every season. Yeah. So like when it was football season, we played football. And like I even played at school, like it was football, uh, and then totally. I played basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I, you know play soccer or whatever. We had a bunch. Of, I had a bunch of friends that did that. Yeah, I just it was so I don't much know. fun. We were a soccer family. My dad played professionally a little bit. My oh, brother cool. played Division One soccer. Yeah. Like, so it was just kind of my. It was in the DNA. Yeah, and yeah. it was like always trying to chase my older brother, right? So mm. I did. I specialized in soccer, but I'd always like play pickup basketball or throw the football or whatever with all my mm-hmm. friends who played those sports. Yeah. Um, so in high school, I ended up being a pretty good soccer player. I got a scholarship to Belmont University, which is right mm-hmm. in Nashville. Um, I played four years there. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. That's yeah. right. Um, I had a pretty good career there. And then I went on to the USL Combine, which we just got a USL team here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Nashville FC. So that's kind of a thing that's happening in Nashville. We just got an MLS team, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be here in two years, I believe. But oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. but that's what they're building the stadium for. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, which is gonna be awesome. Um, yeah. So Nashville FC, there you go. There's your plug. But the uh, hit me up with some box seats. That's right. Yeah, give me some season tickets. Um, I uh, I gave it a shot to go pro. It didn't work out. I got mm-hmm. released from two different organizations, and I had left college early at that point. Oh, okay. To pursue, to pursue this dream that. after mm-hmm. my senior year or after my senior season. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily Belmont was so gracious when that didn't work out. I came back to school, finished my degree in exercise science. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and during that time to like earn my scholarship back, mm-hmm. I was working as an assistant strength conditioning coach, oh, which okay. was awesome. So at was Belmont. At Belmont. Yeah. So I coached like the cheerleaders, the baseball team. I worked with some of the basketball players in their off season. Mm-hmm. Um, but excuse me. Um, that's when I really started doing CrossFit. And I just, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. after school. Uh, I, I was coaching there. I was getting my degree in exercise science and I was coaching at a CrossFit gym. I started at CrossFit Talent, which is like right off Seaport okay. Lane. Yeah. Um, so how did, how did you find CrossFit in that? Like you, you were you looking at dot com and, and yeah, so yeah, I guess that's, that's a good, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, way back, I haven't thought about this in a long time. I started doing CrossFit originally in high school 
because we saw the movie 300, like me and some of my buddies. Yeah. And we're like, these guys are super jacked. Like, yeah, they're ripped. We want to look like them, right? Uh-huh. We want to look like those guys. So we started doing it. At, I we am were, Sparta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, monsters. So we, uh, a bunch of us worked at Prairie Life Fitness. Okay. Um, and this is like 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, so we worked there and there was a trainer there. Um, named Polo Lopez. He's probably still around here. He used to own a gym, CrossFit CFT, in like East Nashville, way okay. back in the day. Yeah, he was coaching CrossFit. Oh, um, and we were like just the guys like washing down the treadmills, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I saw him doing it, and one day I went up to him. And I'm like, "Hey, man, like, what are you doing?" And he mm-hmm. kind of put me through some workouts, and ended up working with me a little bit. Yeah, and then through that, I ended up going to college, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of lost. CrossFit for about four years because I was training to be a soccer player. That's right. We do like Murph and stuff like that, but it wasn't snatches, power cleans, mm. like all these other things, muscle ups. We yeah. weren't really doing that. Um, so fast forward. No to, muscle ups for soccer players, huh? No, nah, I mean, I could that do them, normal. but it wasn't like normal training. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's do 30 muscle ups for time. Nah. I don't know why. That seems like it would fit perfectly. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... People do now. Yeah, but like back then, that was yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it was not really a thing. Like, Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. no. So we, uh, let me tell you this. We, like, uh, like, what are you, what are you, a goalie? You don't need to do muscle ups. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was my dad. <laughs> my dad played uh, professional goalie for a little bit. Oh, there he you go. Played, he, like, he needed muscle ups. Back in the NASL, which is like in the 70s. Okay. So way back. But, um, so that was my initial exposure to CrossFit, mm-hmm. which was. We wanted to look like that from 300. A trainer at the gym that we were working at kind of was in the CrossFit scene yeah. early on in Nashville. And he was kind of the guy who showed us the ropes, if and, you will. And what high school was this? Ravenwood High School. Okay. So, so there were guys, like this was a thing back in high school where guys would come to the football games dressed as Spartans. Have you ever seen this? I think Centennial had a group of guys that did it for sure. I wasn't did, a part were, of that. You, you never saw any nah, of that? No, okay. it wasn't really I, my thing. I no. was hoping like maybe that was something that you did. Every, no. That would have been really funny. I wasn't that fixated on the Spartan okay. lifestyle. but The Spartan lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's kind of what sparked the training. It's like, a kilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, All right. well. after that, as I was a strength coach, now I'm at Belmont again, right? I'm, uh-huh. a, I'm a strength coach. Soccer didn't work out. Um, I started doing CrossFit because I had seen the games. This is like 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, I just kind of followed the games because it was becoming a bigger thing. Yeah. And that's when like Rich was just starting mm-hmm. to destroy everyone. So I did the Open in 2013. I, I started coaching at Talon mm-hmm. in 2012 while I was finishing my degree. And I did the Open in 2013. So that was like the should, holidays. Should be the place formerly known as Talon. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That's the way you got to say it. Now. Yeah, it's OPEX. No, uh, no, well, we can't it. plug OPEX. Sorry. I'm oh, I don't know about that. Guy, so. I don't even know what you're um. saying now. You're saying letters. <laughs> I got BBD. All these acronyms, anyway. OG. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes, we can plug that. For the loom. Whatever. Um, so, anyways. So, it was CrossFit Talon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dennis and Tara were great. They gave me. Um, more than enough access to their gym. That's awesome. Yeah. I cleaned the gym on the weekends and they let me work out there and it was mm-hmm. awesome. So I did the open there with them in 2013. I ended up making it to regionals. Um, and at and that, that was time, your first like, first like six kind of competition of CrossFit yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it was totally unrefined. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I knew what yeah. the games were and I was like, oh, these guys are pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I wanted to compete because I was done with soccer in something, but I didn't think it was going to be a job. So I did okay. that. Um, 
ended up getting 11th, I believe, my first regional. And that was pretty surreal for me because being in the last heat with Rich and Graham oh, wow. and who else was there? Marcus Hendren. I think Dan was there. Dan Bailey. Okay. Yeah. You know, he moved. I forget what year he moved out of that region, but I definitely competed against him one year. Um, I was kind of like, wow, I'm in 11th. Like, our region's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something I can make of this. So the whole next year, I was coaching full-time at CrossFit Talon. Okay. Um, I'd just gotten engaged to my now wife. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of planning for our next stage of life. Yeah. And yeah. I was full-time coaching. Um, and we were like, well, let's just go all in. Let's see if we can make the CrossFit Games next year in 2014. So yeah. that ended up happening, mm-hmm. crazy enough. Um, and then everything else kind of fell into place. Like, in, in order to be a pro in CrossFit, you need great endorsements mm-hmm. and a great support team. And I kind of had all of that. That's which awesome. Which was yeah. awesome. So 2014, I made the Games. Um, I finished 14th. And then I ended up uh, leaving Talon, starting my own gym with two friends called CrossFit Rigged. Oh, Okay. That's why yeah. it finally dawned on me. That was the one in the like oil change place. Like, it was. It wasn't in the oil change place. Okay. All right. Sorry. But we were right next door to the oil change place. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were close tomatoes, enough. Tomatoes. We could smell the cigarettes. Okay. You know? like, okay. It's really good training environment. <laughs> Marble reds and thrusters. You knew when people showed up because you'd hear the ding. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ding ding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Ga- that's where I was like, man, I know cigarettes. that place from somewhere, and I could not place it until you just said it, and I was like, yep. Got it. Yeah, so that was awesome. Um, I We had that gym for the season 2015, 2016, and 2017. So what um, was that like, owning owning a gym? Uh, it wasn't, and I think my two friends that I owned it with would attest to this as well. It, it wasn't necessarily, we weren't trying to like grow a business or grow a gym. Like you see these other okay. gyms around here where it's their sole thing. And we didn't necessarily need to do that because... The other two guys had jobs, and I was a pro athlete. Gotcha. I didn't necessarily need any more income. It was just a place where I could train, and we had enough members that would pay the bills. And it was That's we awesome. had a great community there. To be yeah. honest, like no drama, it was really good. Well, I know a few people that kind of do that. Like they yeah. they've created a gym so that they could train a lot more and just have enough people that kind of supply the income for it to make yeah. it work. You yeah, know? and it, and it was great. Yeah. Um, and all those yeah. people, I'm friends with a lot of those people to this day. Uh-huh. So that was, and we ended up selling rigged um mm-hmm. and it was that was kind of spiraled to where like the big story i guess we don't call it a comeback kind of touched on so okay i had a pretty good career up to then i made the games in 14 i just missed in 15 and 16 um what was that what does just missed mean i finished seventh in 15 okay with a broken rib no way. Not an excuse i kind of didn't execute as well as i could have but i had a broken first rib before but still that. like ribs hurt Anytime you move, yeah, that that was just breathing hurts, right? I mean, yeah, um, breathing was okay. It was my first rib, so okay. like, okay. I guess so it, was it wasn't higher. moving as much as the highest yeah. one, but um, definitely like catching squat cleans, holding my oh. arms overhead. Oh yeah, was pretty nasty. Um, but at that time, you know, I was just like taking a ton of Advil and like let's <laughs> let it rip, man. This yeah. is what I got to do. So I just missed then, and then 2016, I missed. I got sixth place. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up like doing the math. I had to win the last workout. I got second, and I wow. got second by like two tenths of a second or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah, so close, um, so close. Which that one really stung. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't make it in sixteen, and then two thousand seventeen. You know, it's the same grind. We're doing yeah. the open. 
um, or we're getting ready for the open. We're doing like off season competitions. Um, so I'm getting ready for Wadapalooza, which is actually next week. I won't mm-hmm. be there, unfortunately, but, um, I have several athletes that'll be there. So good luck to them. But 2017 came around. I'm at Wadapalooza. Um, I'd been nursing a back injury. I have, I had a couple discs that were just like a little messed up. You can call them slipped. You can call them torn, whatever they were. Okay. Um, my back was in bad shape. So mm-hmm. I was taking all sorts of Advil getting ready for this event right. just so I could tolerate the training and um, probably not hydrating well enough and not really taking care of my body. I was just literally abusing myself and just yeah. trying to get ready for this event, which doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went there. I did the first event. Um, ended up getting really sick, like threw up, never thrown up from any type of exercise in my wow. life. Never yeah. had like any exercise and do sickness in my life. So that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, took me a really long time to recover from that, uh, the trauma of that first workout. When I say really long time, <clears throat> excuse me, it was probably two or three hours till I was like actually able to like have a conversation with uh, another person yeah, yeah. and like, like we're sitting here and I'm looking uh-huh. you in the eyes like it was none of that happening. Nothing. Um, so I ended up recovering. I took a bunch more Advil, um, drank a bunch of Gatorade, just trying to hydrate. I didn't know what was yeah. going on. The this medics podcast there. brought to you by Advil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I was definitely, uh, supporting the Advil fund. Yeah. Um, I did the second event, did okay. I was just kind of beat up from that first workout. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, yeah. It. yeah. So, uh, I'm, I don't know. I think I was sitting in like 14th or 15th after day one. Okay. Um, which isn't like stressful. I'd been there before and ended up podium. So it's kind of like, whatever day yeah. one's over. I had it like, a, I had a I had a little bit of a situation and I'm alive. <laughs> so it's good. So the, I went out to eat with, uh, my coach and a buddy and my wife after came back to the hotel, you know, went to bed, woke up at about 3am and it felt like my back was on fire. Like felt like someone was taking, um, like iron, like irons yeah. and pressing them into my back. And I yeah. just didn't know what that was. So I woke my wife up. She's a nurse. Oh, that's um, handy. Which is yeah, like, Hey, yeah. she probably knows what's going on. So I was like, Hey, like, I feel like my back's on fire. And she was like, maybe it's your, like you're actually your back injury. You know, like you have some uh-huh. disc injuries and nerve stuff's weird. You can get like hot sensations from nervy injuries. Sure. Um, so we ended up, and I didn't know if it was like indigestion or what it was. Mm-hmm. So we went to the 7-Eleven at like 3 a.m. downtown Miami, got a bunch of like Pepto-Bismol, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. I guessed for whatever reason, like I guess it was placebo because that obviously wasn't what was wrong. Okay. <laughs> we'll come to here. Went back to sleep. So that was fine. Woke up 7 a.m., cooking breakfast, getting ready for the day. Mm-hmm. And I uh, took a sip of coffee, immediately ran to the bathroom and started throwing up. Like a lot. Wow. Just like bile, water, yeah. everything funky. I hadn't eaten a lot, but it was just, it was just like, I couldn't stop. My wife was like, Are you, like, this isn't normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, we need to go to the <laughs> hospital. And of course being this athlete and you think you're invincible. I was like, no, like, let me call Max. Yeah. Max Alhag is like my coach and one of my best friends. I can walk this off. I was like, Hey man, so this is the situation. And he's like, you probably need to go to the hospital. Like that's just, that's not normal. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the hospital. Fine. <laughs> I appreciate Fine, you that you value my me. medical opinion over the nurse, but <laughs> that's definitely how she heard it. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely how she heard it. I guarantee that's so, still brought up, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> she just shakes her head, I think. But went to the hospital, went to Mercy Hospital in Miami. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we kind of told them what was going on. They took my blood, put me on IV, and they came back and they're like, look, your, your kidneys aren't really working at all. I think I was wow. at like 14% kidney function at that time, and my GFR... My GFR was like 14, so I don't know what percent that is because it's yeah. relative based off of what the ceiling of it is. But Sheesh. 14, it should be like 90 to 110 Yeah, um, from my understanding for like a really healthy individual. And then my creatinine was like 5, <laughs> and it should be 1. <laughs> so not good. No, uh, no. And that was pretty scary. So like you're in kidney failure, um, acute kidney failure. So yeah. I ended up spending a week in the hospital. Uh, during that time, the doctor who was working with me, a nephrologist, diagnosed me with this um, autoimmune disorder called IgA nephropathy, which is like the most common kidney disorder okay. in the world, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's a progressive kidney disease where your kidneys just stop working eventually. So he told me that. And of course, like <laughs> you're in such a traumatic state. Yeah. Like really, really sick. Um, you know, you're laying in the hospital for a week and he tells me this. So I'm kind of like, what do I do next? And he kind of told me, hey, you think you need to retire yeah. from competition. So that was like a bomb going off. And I'm supposed to go to the Reebok Athlete Summit like two days later. Mm. <laughs> that didn't happen. So I spent a week in the hospital. I left, went home, and kind of just had to decide, like, I, I, or come to grips with the fact that I'm not, I'm not an athlete anymore. Like, this is dangerous. Uh-huh. I have my family that I need to be around for. Wow. Um, there's too much to lose. Like, it's uh-huh. just not worth it. Yeah. Death is not a great bartering chip. You know? no, Unless it's no. got a great story. Yeah, or not even death, just being on dialysis <laughs> yeah. or having a kidney transplant by the uh-huh. time I'm like 35. These are all the things that are going around in my head, and I'm just you know 27 at the time. And that's yeah, that's, that's a tough place to be. That's not what you want. So I uh, I ended up stopping. Um, one of my members at Rigged. This is before we sold the gym. One of my members, Mike Rustasi, owned a software company, and we had talked maybe a year prior to that about um, him maybe giving me a job in consulting when I'm done competing. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that ended up happening. I went I went to work for his company doing oh, consulting great. for yeah. tech. They sold e-learning technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I hopped right into that. I um, rigged was sold. So I was just kind of done with CrossFit. It was kind of one of those things where, and I did it with soccer a little bit. Like when I started with CrossFit, Mm -hmm. um, soccer was gone. Okay. And CrossFit was kind of taken from me. And Uh I just, the best way that I had to cope with it was just to like eradicate all of it. So, so you're so when you do something, you're you're singularly focused, really. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Yeah, like and that was kind of where I was. That just kind of happened naturally. I was like, like, I just I don't want to be at the gym. Like it was just a lot of baggage to carry. Yeah. Well, emotionally, um, like that—that's—that's that's tough to go from. I'm I'm continually progressing forward and upward to all of a sudden like, nope. And like you're showing up and trying to help people be better. And, I mean, I can't imagine how you transition that. Yeah, I mean, it was quick. It yeah. was really quick. And I and I did do a little bit of like weightlifting, but mm-hmm. the deal was I thought I had this um, autoimmune disorder, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to do CrossFit because. That's really hard on your kidneys. You're breaking down protein, and your kidneys got to like process mm-hmm. all that. So, um, I was seeing a nephrologist every month, getting my blood work done, and just seeing how I progressed. Because I wasn't okay. like back to like I didn't leave the hospital and was like back to 100. percent Like I was still pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I was just able to go home. I got you. Um, I changed my diet, did all these things. Okay. Uh, 
So I'm doing that. I'm working in consulting. I'm still working out a little bit, but not much. Um, and it's August now, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I go to my... Uh, doctor and he's like hey i went back and they did a biopsy in my kidneys he's like i read your your pathology report and i don't think that there's that what he diagnosed you with you don't have like there's no evidence of that all my labs were back to normal by august Uh um so then i was kind of in this place where i wasn't super passionate about you know the consulting job i had i just did it because i thought that's what my next stage was you know and i was providing for my family and that felt good right it was, an, it was an easy place to go to. Yeah, it was yeah. an easy place. And, you know, I, just this member of mine is a friend who gave me this job. It was so generous. Like, it just felt good. Yeah, um, yeah. So I did it. And I uh, then I had this predicament now. Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm healthy. And I'm still obviously really passionate about CrossFit. It was something yeah. taken from me. And, I, like, maybe I have a second chance. So you weren't laid up in the lazy boy with a beer belly at no. this point, just just drinking a twelve pack every night. Like. No, like I was still training, <laughs> yeah. but like like I, I'm done. I ended up. I'm gonna concentrate on pizza and beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I obviously indulged a little bit. Okay. Like I, I let myself drink beers. Can we, and you can we talk about it? Okay. okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is nothing illegal happening here. Um, I uh, I went back to kind of like college life. Which yeah. was nice. Um, I got to uh, hang out with all my college buddies a yeah. lot more, which is honestly a good thing because I've kept that. Yeah. Um, and they were still my friends and stuff. I just kind of prioritized training over relationships. Right. Um, right. For a long time. Yeah. And having that experience really gave me a, a, a whole view of what, what I was prioritizing in my life and what mm-hmm. was really important. So then when I got this misdiagnosis, I was like, well, there's a chance that I can yeah. make it. Like I could actually do this again. So I called Max uh-huh. um, and I was like, hey man, like I think I want to start progressing my training. Not necessarily like I don't want to make the CrossFit Games, I don't want to go to regionals, anything yeah. like that. I was like, let's just see how much I can tolerate right. while I'm still doing the corporate thing and working nine to five. So we did that. I ended up qualifying for nationals and weightlifting, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. Um, something I never really thought I'd do. I didn't go. I just like qualified and was like, okay, that's like something that I did and I'm yeah. done with it. But um this is 2000. So I did that all till January, Wadapalooza 2018. Mm-hmm. Kind of just working in the corporate world, working out um, at night when I finished. Yeah. And Max calls me and he's like, hey, uh, Noah and Travis want you to be on their team for Wadapalooza. And I was like, look, I've been training like these guys. They're mm-hmm. still pro athletes. I know what that is. It's yeah. five, six hours a day, five, six days a week. All the time. Like, mm-hmm. And I did that for a long time, and I'm just not there yet. And he's like, well, let's see if we can get you there by Christmas. Yeah. So I committed, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, we ended up doing Wadapalooza last year. Got second place, um, which was cool to kind of mm-hmm. like bury some demons because that's the event that almost yeah. put me in the casket. Uh, so going from, you know, a hospital bed to a podium. <laughs> well, the doctor had you there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so right Ooh. after that. I had a good success, right? And that kind of got me excited mm-hmm. in 2018, Wadapalooza. Right after that, I left the corporate job I had doing consulting yeah. and went full-time athlete again. Now you're in. Um, and that's when I kind of sat down with Max, who's become, you know, he's one of my best friends. He's a mentor. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I have this degree in exercise science. I've gone to gym. You know, I've coached a lot. Yeah. Maybe I'll start building like a remote coaching presence. Yeah. Um, and I've have 
some endorsements. Uh, Primera Sports is like my biggest endorsement right now, a supplement company. Yeah. Who've supported me financially where I can do this again. That's awesome. So um, from, I guess, February, I did the Open last year, but I wasn't really trained for it. Uh, so from February to now, I've kind of been growing the coaching business mm-hmm. and pursuing athletics again, which has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of leaves us here. We're back in the new season and That's awesome. getting ready for all these new sanctioned events. So, All right, let's take a small break and then we'll come right back. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Welcome back. Back to the podcast. Hey, I want to make you go back to uh, 2016. Okay. Before before we talk about present day mm-hmm. situations. So 2016, you you lost by a couple of tenths, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of seconds or hundredths of seconds. Um, so take me back to, to that moment, the realization you had to get first place in the last event. You got second. You, did you know on the floor right there that that wasn't good enough? Yeah, I, I remember looking up at like my my team. You know, I had like my buddies who were your crew, the crew. You know, like everybody's up in the stands. And yeah. I was kind of like, Do you have a hype man in your crew? By the way, no, I don't think we have a hype man. I think you my sister, maybe my one. sister is like the hype, the hype team. I yeah, remember. does she have a clock around her neck by any chance? <laughs> no. I feel like all no. hype people need to have a, a clock, clock necklace. Yeah. No, my sister's a great fan. Okay. Um, Maybe we can work Sarah, on the clock our, necklace. My sister, uh, Cass is pretty loud too out there. I can hear him sometimes, but most of the time it's super loud and you can't hear him. But <laughs> okay. no, I got a great team. So yeah. I kind of looked up there into the yeah. stands and they were kind of like, "Yeah, I don't know. And I, I kind of knew that I needed to win. Um, it kind of depended on where the other guys right. behind me finished. And... It, it was not a great feeling, man. I, that kind of like haunted me for a long time. I, I, like, I, mean, what, I mean, can you describe what, what it felt like? Like, was it like a kick in the gut? Like, did you just, I mean, I'm not, people handle it different ways. Like, yeah. you, you find people in, in, a, in a soup on the floor, you know, laying there just trying to like figure out where life went wrong or whatever. Yeah. And, and then you have people that just kind of walk off and need some solitude. Like, like how, how did you kind of feel and move through that uh man initially it was i remember walking back and like walking back to the area where my bags were like the warm-up area and i was just sitting there by myself and i was just like holding back tears and i and i yeah it was such a bad place to be mentally because i knew and i still do this like i deserved a spot at the games that year i think after they did the cross-regional comparison i finished six as well so it was like i i underperformed on a few workouts that weekend and i know i did um, but it was just, yeah, coping with missing by that much is pretty bad, but I think I, it took a, it took a lot longer to learn from that than it did like the whole kidney thing, for example, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I was still, 
an athlete at that time. It wasn't yeah. like my mortality wasn't at stake. It was just at that time I just recognized myself as an athlete. And mm-hmm. that's, that was my whole being and my self-concept was so wrapped around being an athlete. So that was terrible. I, I like would wake up in the middle of the night, like sweating, having like dreams about missing the games for probably two months, two, three months afterwards. Yeah. Not every night, but it would happen. Uh-huh. Um, and that's like, it's like PTSD a little bit, right? Wow. So, yeah. Um, that kind of fueled me for the next season. But like, but do you remember anything that you did that helped you keep going through that? Because I mean, that, I mean, that's traumatic. Like yeah. if you're, if you're seriously having, having times where you're waking up at night, like that was, that would be considered by anybody in the psychological field as a trauma yeah. that has happened to you. And, and so, or, or do you remember anything that you were like, you know, what really helped me was, you know, talking about it was just, just continuing to show up. I don't know. You know, like, I think it had to, I was kind of like beating a dead horse, man. Like I just kept pushing it after yeah. that. It wasn't, I don't know that I ever got over it. Okay. Um, until maybe the next year when I had to step away from the sport completely. Oh yeah. Uh, I it just, caused a perspective change. Yeah. It changed, it changed the way I kind of thought about life and changed my perspective. Totally. I just, you, you realize that, you know, thrusters and rope climbs aren't the end all. Um, yeah. <laughs> but for a while they were right. Yeah. And I just, there was nothing specific that I remember about that time. I remember going out to, um, and just talking with Max and my wife right after. And I was just like, so disappointed. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to sell, tell, like say to somebody who just went through that? Like my wife <laughs> and him who are like my closest support team. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are they going to say? They were just kind of like, just give me a hug and like, yeah, this is it, man. This is where we are this year and learn from it and move on. And that's what I think their perspective was. For me, I was obviously dealing with a lot more of just like (laughs) sorrow and self-loathing and all these other things. Um, But it was in retrospect, that experience has made me a better athlete, a better coach, Mm -hmm. um, a better human. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I just, I think dealing with massive disappointment or trauma. Yeah. If you can learn from it in a positive way and take positive from it, then it's great. It can't obviously be bad, but right. Um, yeah. If you don't, if you don't ever deal with it or work through it, I mean, it it can be very bad and it, and it may be great for a while, but then it's going to come back. Yeah. Like, and and that's the problem, you know, if things are left undone, you know, as, as opposed to coming back and pulling yourself out of it and working through it to, be a new person now and it's almost sounds like uh, it's almost not lucky but good that you had a different experience to put a new perspective in your life yeah as opposed to just coming back and winning that area or something or or beating that guy next year who who finished right above you you know like that's fine, but like you, you had a whole mental change, which also emotionally changed you, so that you could move move through it. Once, especially, you got the green light to go. Nah, man, I don't think you have what you thought you had. And wow, okay, new day. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's let it rip. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely. I I don't go often go back to that 2016 experience. Um, yeah. Not for any reason other than it's just I don't know. I just don't think about that a lot. Yeah. Um, but when you think when you talk about it like that, it does make sense. It, there there was like an accumulative effect mm-hmm. because dealing with something way bigger than you know not achieving an athletic goal 
um, does give <laughs> things below that a lot more sure. uh, seating, if you will. Like yeah. so, um, it is something that I share with my athletes. Like if they've had a disappointment, I'm like, hey, well, this is kind of how I coped with it, mm-hmm. and because um, not everybody's going to have a life or death, you know, situation. Yeah. Good. Well, hopefully, hopefully not. Like, I, hope <laughs> I mean, eventually not. everybody does. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, at, at a young age, right? right, like, right. <laughs> everybody's gonna live forever. All right, forever with modern technology, <laughs> I could easily live to like two, three. Yeah, but you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 2016 was a learning experience that I probably didn't appreciate until 2017. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good to do but, that. I mean, yeah, and, and I think. I've seen plenty of people in and outside the sports life who have had a hangup or a trauma that has happened that they just assumed that that is defining of them for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And, and they weren't enabled to move beyond that. Yeah. Where you luckily had people around you and uh, events around you that, that helped you to show a different, that there's more to you than that moment. Yeah. And, and and that's some of that is, is luck. That's great. Like that totally. you were lucky enough to have those external factors that were able to contribute to, to your progress. Um, because so many people, I mean, just don't. Yeah. And, and especially guys, like we don't like to process emotions. We don't, yeah. we don't like to think about those things and have the feels. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, that those come back to haunt us later in life for sure. Um, well, cool. So now you're, you have this whole new chapter. You have kidneys that are that are real and good, whereas <laughs> yes. previously thought to be dead Knock and dying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so y- you've you've kind of changed things. You know, you're you're back in a gym programming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what what is kind of life like now? Because so many elite athletes, I've heard story after story of them getting to a place kind of where you are. Uh, of this going, I can't give to myself all that I can and to other people and, and be mutually beneficial, Yeah, you know? And, and, but you seem to be holding that tension quite well, at least at this point or, or what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a constant learning experience, like balancing my athletes and my clients, um, and balancing my own pursuits is it's new to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that, I'm learning right now, even today, because this is the first qualifier that I've been in personally, um, Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to make it to the next stage, which is the, uh, sanctioned event. Mm -hmm. And I have athletes that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And I have athletes that are getting ready for Wadapalooza and there's a lot of stress there. And as a coach, um, I want to make sure that I'm giving my best effort to them, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that I'm not slacking on what their priorities are. Um, making sure that I'm giving my best to the relationship that I have with my athletes because that's something that I think is a separator in the coaching world. Yeah. Building good, strong relationships with the person, mm-hmm. not just the athletic pursuit. Because there's gotcha. guys that are just words on a paper, and I think there's guys, and I learned from my coach who's been amazing. Yeah. You need to invest in the individual beyond what what they're doing in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exhausting, you know, and that yeah. takes time, even though you're just sitting and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I enjoy. I, I really enjoy that about being a coach. So that that's taken a lot of energy from me. And then when I'm doing these sanctioned event qualifiers, 
that's 110% effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make it to one of these things and, you know, not give a full effort. So that's yeah. very, very yeah. taxing. No. And in the past, I didn't Especially now to... in the new season. Yeah. So like, everybody's going for blood. Yeah. So balancing that's been a, it's a constant learning mm-hmm. curve, but I'm enjoying it and I'm trying to balance it as, as best as I can. Yeah. And um, then you have like a home life. As yeah, well, besides all the, the training and the self-work and then like you have to also be present there. Yeah. yeah. I would assume. I yeah, mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So Otherwise, I was just that talking might not to last too much longer. But. Yeah, so we, uh, I was just talking to a client about this. I was yeah. like, what are your, what are your things outside of the gym? What are your hobbies? Do you, do you do anything, um, that's not exercise related? And I think it's important when you're, especially for me, when my job, when both of my jobs being an athlete and being a coach are in the same realm. Mm-hmm. That's really exhausting. I need to be able to step away from that. And I think my wife and I have made a really good habit of just not always fixating on training because yeah. I'm always there 24 seven. I work every day, right? Uh-huh. Um, whether that's having a client call or working on programming or training myself. Yeah. Um, so having times where we just like go to the movies or go take our dog for the walk for a mm-hmm. walk or just, just being very intentional chat. about it. Yeah, be yeah. intentional and and not letting my mind wander. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I am, I always want to be pursuing, uh, always want to be getting better at what I'm doing for a living. Right? Sure, yeah. Um, and it's hard for me to just be like, okay, man, just relax. The work's not going anywhere. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's your laptop's going to be sitting there for a while. Like, just yeah. let it sit yeah. there. Um, so, or don't fixate on that training session that you have to do. Like, just, mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. There's a the time for that. So, We've uh, we've been pretty good about that, and it's been um, refreshing for me to just kind of go to the movies. Like we've been going to mm-hmm. the Bell Court and kind oh, of like cool, yeah. seeing films, right? Yeah. It's different than movies. We can get into that later, but right. <laughs> we've been it seeing is. that and just things that are so opposite of what I do in the day to day. Well, there's health there. Like there's yeah. a lot of health there, and, and it, it gives your your brain the break that it needs. From the uh, stress that you evoke from your body to do what you need to do, yeah. um, that otherwise would just continually be at a certain level. You know, you're forcing your body to adapt and change and lower that level of stress so that it can recover. Mm-hmm. You can you can be more psychologically there when you show up, yeah. and you know it. it I mean, it, the benefits are, are crazy. Yeah. And, and so you're doing that. You know, one to save your marriage. Can you, know, you make sure? Yeah. It, it well, stays, it's not. But, let's just be fair. My marriage yeah. not. My marriage is not in shambles no, not by any means. You know, but I mean, like to continue <laughs> it though, like you know, just just yeah. having good relationships with people. Right. It's not just my wife. It's my family. It's uh-huh. my friends. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just balance. Uh-huh. And I think balance is a constant pursuit. It's not like okay, this is my thing and this is the way it is. Right. Um, that's always evolving, uh-huh. and it's something that I always have to keep in check. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and those things are going to be the only constant thing in the rest of your life, really. Yeah. You know, because eventually sports is not going to be a thing. You know, fitness yeah, is not going to be a thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, so it's been it's been really good to have, obviously, my wife and my family and my friends who yeah. don't necessarily want to talk about uh-huh. training all the time. And that's awesome. That's why it's like maybe the best part about being with all of them. I yeah, mean, sure. One of the best parts is just like they don't want to talk about CrossFit. and. Mm-hmm. That's fine, and that's actually healthy because, believe it or not, like CrossFit's a little blip on the radar. There's a lot of other things going on. In the yeah. World. So, um, oh, I treasure that time, like yeah. just hanging out with other like school parents mm-hmm. who, like, 
have have no idea about the little pool that I swim in of CrossFit or mm-hmm. like the church world. They don't even care about that. Like like they just want to talk about nonsense and Netflix and stuff and like exactly. what what they watched that was cool lately. And I treasure that because it's just a break, you know. Yeah. And 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 you can be just present into mm-hmm. a new thing. You know, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's so um, fresh. And it's the first thing that goes for so many people. You know. Mm-hmm. that that want to achieve and, and pursue things and then i've had s- multiple friends who have amazing careers who all of a sudden woke up one day and were like i'm by myself yeah like and the only people around me are the ones that i'm paying to be around me mm-hmm. like that that's not good <laughs> no no not at all so uh, i think that's fantastic and you know if I hope more people can hear that in your story, you know, that, that are listening and remember that there are other parts of themselves that need to be, um, you know, kind of progress as well, you know, not, not just that, but you know, there's my, my, uh, 13 year old on the way home from lunch today. Um, I said, I said, so what's new with you? And she was like, eh, nothing really. And I was like, you're not getting anything new? You're not getting anything new? No, no, no. And she's like, what about you? You got anything new going on? And I was like, no. She goes, well, why not? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. I had time to think about, you know, kind of new things, new year. I'm working on a few things, you know, trying to figure out things. Yeah. And she was like, hmm, you know, I noticed you don't really uh, do any art stuff anymore. She's like, you used to do that. Like, that that was a thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she was like, huh you should probably break and, and like take a break and do that kind of stuff more. Like you could, I have this drawing prompt book, like you could use it and start drawing again. And I was like, I wish that like you weren't wrong. What kind of, but, what kind but, of art do you do? Well, I, in school I minored in art in okay, visual cool. art. And, and so my emphasis was in painting. Okay. And so I did a lot of painting, but like I, I used to draw for fun and sometimes yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll doodle some things, but like, um, but it was a big part of me. Like yeah, I, totally. I had, art in a lot of churches around and stuff oh, along cool. the way. Um, but you know, I used to do music a lot. Don't do that really anymore at all. Yeah. Um, so that, it's just stuff like that, that has died, but been replaced by other things mm-hmm. like CrossFit, like CrossFit take, takes, you know, a lot of my free time, um, yeah. which is, which is not much, you know, when, when you have the kids in the, in the school and work and all that, but, yeah, totally. um, but so there's always something out there that I'm doing that's, not a part of the normal things. And there's stuff like this podcast that I just do cause I enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And so there's other things, but, but those are oftentimes, um, I've found a lot of health in that over the last couple mm-hmm. of years of my self exploration and journey and changes in my life that it's those areas when I'm equally investing in those as well as my real job and my family life that I find like more balance and more health in mm-hmm. that as opposed to just achieve, 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 achieve. Um, because back in like, I think it was 2010. Um, that was, yeah, maybe 2000, yeah, 2005, maybe. Um, I'm not really good with dates, but like <laughs> I, I was a new parent. Like, um, I wanted to be like the best dad, the best husband. I wanted to be the, the best at my job and like all these things I just wanted to be number one at. Yeah. And so I pursued those as if I was supposed to be number one at. And so with that expectation, if one of them dropped, I all of a sudden was not number one in that. 
And so that was devastating. And I needed to push that back up and keep all these plates spinning. And eventually, like, I crashed and burned. Yeah. And, like, walked away from my career. Didn't want anything to do with it. Like, I was like, I'm done with that. I don't want, I don't want to show up anywhere near it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm done. And and for someone that that works in a church, that's a weird thing to say. Be like, I'm just done with church. Like, (laughs) it's over. Like, our relationship is done. And and I just want to go be and do a nine to five job. Yeah. And so I did. And, like, did great. You know, progressed in the company super fast. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then it, it was terrible. It was soul sucking, mm-hmm. and, and I hated it. And and so, you know, putting the pieces back together was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. To have to get back to a point of health, um, and so that was one of the things that was important to me was investing in those relationships so that. If I find myself at rock bottom again, I still have those people around me that are holding out their hands saying, let's get up. Yeah, totally. You know, because um, otherwise I just pushed everybody aside because I was pissed and trying to do everything I could. Yeah. Like, no, I'm number one. I can do this. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm the best husband you've ever had. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. I didn't use that one. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, Always tell her she's is, the best wife I've ever had. So I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> balance is, I guess, the theme yeah. there, right? Yeah. And yeah, it is something that everybody can do a little bit better at. True. Um, True. But yeah. yeah. So, so what? Um, so what are your plans this year? You're you're you've just been named the uh, programmer for Trivium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, it's been a lot. Is of that fun. the title? <laughs> yeah, and honestly, back to what's uh, what's enjoyable. It's it's really enjoyable for me to be a part of a CrossFit community again. Yeah. Um, there was about a year or so there where I wasn't in a gym every day, and uh-huh. you kind of I enjoy the just being social in the gym, and I enjoy talking to other people mm-hmm. um, who are passionate about training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't exhaust me, that part, because it's just, it's people that I'm not working with directly, right? I guess I am writing the programming for the gym now, and sure. some people want to talk about that. But otherwise, it's just like meeting new people yeah, um, and being able to learn about their life and things like that. So that's been really enjoyable for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm programming for Trivium, which has been cool. I guess a couple of them got on the podium yesterday or, yeah, yesterday at the mm. thing at the Forte Grant Games? The Forte thing, which was mm-hmm. cool. So congrats to them as well. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your program just a little bit. Like, I don't yeah, want yeah. you to give away, like, any of your secrets or anything. <laughs> I don't I don't know how all that works, if it's copyrighted or trademarked or whatever. Um, but I, I've appreciated the change in, in your programming and the kind of design of it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, which, you know, I'm, I'm not anything, um, but, like, I, I like the strength component and the progression that it's having. Hit a snatch PR. Saturday morning. Thank Congrats. you very much. Congrats, I, man. I, 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 I give you that a little bit because you've programmed Snatch on a weekly basis, which I think is awesome. Okay. Um, but I appreciate like that there is a strength progression that's happening in the midst of that Medcons that seem a little more accessory focused in terms of, of developing you more in a, well, uh, one, in, in a, an aerobic capacity, but but also it, it's almost working the places that are deficient to help some of your lifts as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's that's a thing that that you're yeah, doing, totally. but, but that's what it feels like yeah. is that we're on we're on this this kind of strength journey with these quicker metcons that develop um, the the strength where where we need it later. 
Because strength is never a weakness. But Yeah, yeah. So as far as that goes, yeah, I'll write. There's like a skill every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're the coaches. So there's a skill every day. Um, there's a strength piece with some accessory stuff that mm-hmm. should, uh, should accommodate that. And then there'll be a Metcon. Um, yeah. the Metcon could be gymnastics bias. It could be barbell cycling bias, whatever mm-hmm. I decided for that day. And the time domains, um, will vary. Right. Uh, but as far as that goes, I'll kind of, I'll talk to Nate. I'll talk to Shannon. I'll talk to some of the coaches. We can talk about it right now, like about what they kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. For their community, and I think it's important that the community has input sure. um, because all my clients have input on what they want to do, and then I have an opinion on how we can make them better at that, mm-hmm. and we'll, it'll be a collaboration. Sure. Um, and that's kind of how you make everything work as best as possible. Yeah. I think we've had some good success with that. Uh, I've this it. was This was just the first six weeks block that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, do you generally write in, in blocks of six weeks or... Uh, not necessarily. Not sure. I talk. that was just kind of how it worked out because the open, I guess is like six or seven weeks away right yeah. now. Um, and I, when I signed on, that was just, I was just like, I'll do two, six weeks blocks. Oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of started out super basic this first six weeks and then I'll add in some complexity as we go. Mm-hmm. Obviously programming through the open will be new. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did that obviously when, when we owned the gym, but the uh we'll get to see what trivium wants um mm-hmm. and that'll be a conversation i have with nate and jamie and sure. shannon um about what they observed and mm-hmm. what they want to focus on hopefully i'm doing as best as i can there's not a lot that they want to say mm-hmm. but obviously i'm gonna listen to whatever they want in their design because sure. sure. it's their community right i'm just a guy that's there helping out <laughs> yeah um, i've enjoyed the the fullness of the classes as well like yeah, they're, like they're chock full and um all, all any CrossFit box I've ever been to generally has the same kind of kind of format for the most part. There's a few that I've been to recently that do pure strength one day and then do Metcons one day and they kind of alternate that. Yeah. Um, but generally, you know, you have a strength component, you have a Metcon of some kind mm-hmm. and, and some warm up. Um, but I actually like the class being more full with content. Like you seem to program the entire hour. Like there's, there's not a whole yeah. lot of space. And even as far as coaching it, like you got to stay on top of it. Yeah. But I enjoy that pace. I think that pace helps um, create a new dynamic within the training that wasn't there before. Okay. Good. Is that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and so I know it was a, it was a weird adjustment for a lot, you know, like I'm a social person. And so like I, I, I talk nonstop during, during the workouts, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I enjoy that. I, yeah, I enjoy yeah. the way you've, Kind of, kind of do things. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I just like to watch and and see how, um, and see what's intentional and see what's not intentional, which we'll see over the next couple of weeks uh, of the next progression, I guess. Of, yeah, I of mean, what what you kind of where your name is on it, you know, kind of makes sense. Hopefully, so like, well, ne- this week's testing week, so we'll see. Okay. Um, I kind of obviously week one of the six weeks we tested a bunch of lifts and yeah. there were some metcons and not everything was like a benchmark metcon, but. Um, there's definitely progressions each mm-hmm. week, whether that was rep schemes, intensities, time domains, whatever it is. There's a million things we can test. Yeah. Um, I try to cover as much as I could. Um, and then this week we'll kind of retest a lot of the things that we did in week one, mm-hmm. not everything, right. but some things and hopefully people see progress. Um, I think so. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of it depends on how often people show up, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that ideally People show up every day. I mean, even Thursday's program is a recovery day. Right. But it's just a lot of Metcon and cyclical work. <laughs> or not Metcon. It's a, it's a lot of midline. Yeah. 
This week was killer on Thursday. I'll I'll just say. Was it tough? I well, I didn't do it, but I coached I coached two of the classes that morning. Um, cause we had another coach that was out of town. So I, I took, uh, their, their, uh, their times this week on Thursday morning, which, which is the time I usually work out. Yeah. And so I just coached cause I do a, a strong man here on Thursday night anyway. So I was going to work out later. Okay. Um, but like the people that showed up were like, Oh good. Active recovery day. Like I can't wait for it. And like at the end they're like rolling on the ground. They're like, Oh, I don't think this was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Maybe I really, <laughs> really need to go back and write. What was it? Was it like a 20 minute deal? It, it was, was like- it was uh, some uh, 15, 10, 5 on some body weight movements like squats, burpees, and something else. Okay. Then you went to the bike for five minutes, and then you went to the rower for five minutes. And so the discussion that, that I had with, with the athletes, which may or may not have been correct, was like, we need like a moderate pace. Not like super heavy, Chill. but I also don't want you like just sitting there and like, you know cycling through the park like get your heart rate moderate not heavy but just just moderate you know Mm -hmm. um apparently they understood moderate to be a little quicker than that (laughs) (laughs) so so when they got to the rowers and i I mean i was clear i thought like i talked about it for a while i was like i was like here's where like i'm thinking you probably want to be you know take it for whatever you want you know i'm just so hopefully they'll listen so yeah thursdays if it's a 20 minute amrap or whatever (laughs) i program think of it like you're doing a 60 minute amrap yeah and that's the pace that you want to hold thursdays are going to be super chill i put some stuff in there that's a little unconventional (laughs) like i think i put bear crawls in one week yeah and yeah crab walks there's like hollow body stuff it should be conversational yeah um some people can have a conversation at 160 beats some people can have a conversation at 100 beats so it's like well and some can't even when the program is bike regardless of pace (laughs) (laughs) some people you know yeah can't think and talk at the same time so so many people got that bike and they're just already defeated you know they're (laughs) like oh we're doing the bike um yeah this is not good (laughs) yeah and and honestly if they want to go hard on that on uh hollow bodies and crab walks and be my guest well yeah and and that's the choice (laughs) you know it's like when people ask when when they come into class as i'm leaving class they're like how bad is and i'm like well, it's an AMRAP. Like, it can be as bad as you want it to be yeah. or as easy as you want it totally. to be. If you do one round, you're going to be set for the day. It would be real easy. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go for 10, that's going to be a different day for you, okay? Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Yeah, it's like, all relative. So, you know, I mean, it's not like your programming did anything. It was the choice that they made to, to go at the pace that they wanted to go. Totally. Um, but that was just funny. This last Thursday was was the experience. The other Thursdays, I haven't, I haven't seen that as bad. But it was just happened to be this Thursday. <laughs> Because we were all talking about, oh, I'm, I can't believe people don't show up for active recovery because it was a smaller class. You yeah, know? yeah. It was, it was comical. Um, so anyways, so I enjoyed it. So what, what are you looking at um, going forward this uh, season? What are you hoping to accomplish individually? Um, you, you have all the business side going. You have the, the coaching and the programming and, and all the accountability with your individual athletes, which mm-hmm. boggles the mind that you do all this stuff. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> And, and but what are you hoping to accomplish or, or move towards this year individually? Yeah, individually. Um, I, I can touch on both probably. Uh, I, as an athlete, um, I'm going to try and make it to several of these sanctioned events. Um, three, I think, if I can make it into three sanctioned events, that would be great. And then obviously, there, winning is the goal. Yeah. Um, and punching a ticket to the CrossFit Games. 
And then I have secondary goals um, for every big event I go to, and that's to be on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an individual, that's it. Um, several of the events that I'm hopefully going to go to are international events. So mm-hmm. the, a, a personal goal for that is to be able to go to another country and explore a little bit with my wife Oh yeah, and just kind of explore the world while I have the opportunity to for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big goal too. And that's kind of a motivator. Like mm-hmm. we can go share these cool experiences competing in another country, but also go see the world a little bit. So um, is the mindset just in general, I, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but like if you go to the, the first sanction event and win it, do you continue to go to the other ones that you have planned or do you change your game plan at that point? Like what, what's, is there a rule of thumb out there among the athletes? Um, like is Matt just going to show up and everything and sweep them or, or is he just like, I'm done. Like, I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. Sure. Um, Obviously he points your ticket. Just do an example, but yeah. Yeah. Like congrats to him that he did a great job. He's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, for me, if I went and I won a sanctioned event, Initially, I'd obviously enjoy that experience. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And wow, you're going to the CrossFit Games again. Great. Uh, I know that making it to the CrossFit Games doesn't change your life. Um, mm-hmm. So there's perspective there. Obviously, that's my goal. And that's sure. like, I would love that. And it's amazing. But if I don't make it, like, my life's not going <laughs> to yeah. be over. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would go to the other events. Um, it would like I said, I get to see the world. I can say I, I qualified for an event in Brazil and there's events in Australia, wherever I decide to go. That's so cool. Yeah. Why would I not do that? Yeah, sure. Um, of course people are gonna be like, well, you could get hurt. And it's like, man, I can get hurt in training any day of the Mm -hmm. week, you know? Yeah. I don't, I I don't lift easy when I'm, yeah, it's not like I'm going to make the CrossFit games (laughs) and like train easy for six months. Like it's just not (laughs) the way it works. Um, so no, I think I would definitely do it. I might, uh, not do all of them, okay. Um, because there is some value in having dedicated training time, mm-hmm. uninterrupted training time. Um, where prepping for an event's a different type of training. Yeah. Uh, like say if I had to prep for three events before the games, that could be taxing on me. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. To go and hit that level, hit competition mode four times in a year, right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can cross that bridge and we can, I can get back on the podcast and we yeah, can talk yeah. about, Hey man, you made the games. What are you going to do next? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> but yeah, as far as, uh, competition goals, that's it. Um, and then a coaching goal was to get somebody to qualify for a sanctioned event. Oh, um, so you could be finding somebody, out that real soon though. Well, you just uh, finished a bunch of qualifiers. Bolin, right? Bolin, Austin Bolin. Uh-huh. Um, he qualified for England sanctioned event. Oh, cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so he qualified and then hopefully I can qualify. So coaching somebody to one and being at one as an athlete is something uh-huh. kind of cool. And I don't know that there's a lot of people in the sport that have done that. So, yeah. um, that was a goal and that's hopefully I can make it to one of these and then that's checked off yeah. for the year. That's cool. Uh, and then obviously, you know, just keep growing as an athlete or mm-hmm. keep growing as a coach and growing the business. Um, mm-hmm. While balancing everything, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying. It. I can't complain. So. Yeah. Do you, Do you see an an end to this season, or are you just still progressing right through it? Like, do you Do you think I can give this one more year, or I think I got two more years in me? Do you think anything like that? Um. Or are you man, just I'm in getting, the moment right here? This yeah, is what we're doing. I'd say I'm in the moment, but I'm aware of like that I'm not going to be an athlete forever. Sure. Um. But. 
I'm getting better at everything and I'm relatively healthy right now. Knock on wood. Like I yeah, have yeah. some tears on my hands because I just did like 9 million chest bar this morning, but that's about it. You know, I'm a little, my back's a little sore, but it's because I've been training a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I'd like to do this as long as I'm relevant. Uh, as okay. long as I can push for a spot at a sanctioned event yeah. and as, you know, as long as, can as, long as yeah. yeah, as long as I can compete at the highest level, then I think that something I'll continue to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Barring any injuries or anything like that, um, and as as long as I can not lose quality in my coaching endeavors, because mm-hmm. that's something I take pride in. Um, and it would be easy to have fifty clients and just have a template and send out the same thing, but <laughs> yeah. and I'd probably make a lot more money. But that's just not the way I yeah. do it. Um, I think being intentional about how I write programs for my athletes and how I interact with them is is a huge separator, and I think that. Hopefully that will reward me down the road. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to keep keep well, attacking. I'm hoping your programming gets me uh, to the games as a master's athlete at 60. Okay. That's what I'm shooting for. 20 years, starting in January I 31st. <laughs> I figure at that point, all the really good people have killed their bodies and can't really compete anymore, but I'm just peaking You'll be at solid. 60. 60 peaking? No I mean, brainer. Yeah. Yeah, seems realistic. <laughs> Let's put it. I think we can start writing a progression for that now. We could. Can... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. All right, what else? You got anything else? You, did you give an adequate shout, shout out? Um, to yeah, Promera Sports. Thank you so much for your support over the past year and a half. Um, I'm really looking forward to continuing our relationship. Um, now, what do they do? They do supplements. They're a supplement company, and there actually is an umbrella company called Vero Systems who has a couple other endeavors. Uh-huh. Um, like I think there's some like naturopathic medicine supplements and I'm with Promera, so like the sports supplements. Yeah. And I think there's like dog vitamins and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But uh Promera's who I work with directly. Cool. Um so they've been wonderful. Obviously all my clients, thank you so much for your support. Trivium community, thank you. Um and my wife. We uh we got a lot to be thankful for, so it's just thanks yeah. to everybody. Um, What's her name? Cassandra. Cassandra. She's actually getting ready to go save some babies. She's a NICU nurse. Oh, cool. She works tonight, so. Oh, awesome. I'll be staring at my computer, writing exercise, uh-huh. and she'll be saving the world. Yeah. Does she ever <laughs> need to call your coach for advice in her job, or is that just... <laughs> yeah, so like... <laughs> I had a, you know, I had a blister, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to talk to Max about this. I know you like are a nurse or something. Well, I'm not a baby, so <laughs> I can't assume you know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, hi, thanks for your time. No, and thank being you. on the podcast. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.